A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Kilowatt. My name is Bodie, and I am your host. And uh, sorry, there, my daughter is having a sleepover, and there's lots of noise just outside my door. So I don't know if anybody's going to try and barge in while I'm recording this. Uh, also, for some reason, we have four kittens at my house, and uh, they're not staying. But for some reason, we have them. They're adorable, but they're not staying. Uh, let's see. <laughs> uh, we got we have a big show for you this week. And uh, we're going to get right into it. But first, I just want to say thank you for like all of the support on the last two episodes. I get at least on, on these kinds of episodes, I get at least one negative comment. And I didn't get that. Constructive is not the same as negative as far as I'm concerned. So thank you. Thank you all for doing that. And if you had a negative comment and you kept it to yourself, thank you too. Um also, I want to thank Steve and Allison for allowing me to use their content because I wouldn't have done like one one thousandth of the job that they did in explaining how electricity works. So I appreciate them letting me use that. Uh, other than that, I had a good vacation. I am ready to get back into these shows. So let's go ahead and jump into this right now. Hyundai showed off images of the Ionic 6. It's really more of a sneak peek. It was supposed to be a big reveal, and really we got a sneak peek. This is a very sleek and beautiful car. Like the Ionic 5 to me looks a little bit like a stealth bomber. It's kind of got that vibe. But the Ionic 6 is something very different. It's very swoopy. Like, just say it's just curved. <laughs> I don't know how else to explain it. You'll have to look at it if you're curious. It has a drag coefficient of 0.21. The Model 3 has a drag coefficient of 0.23. So it's very good in terms of its aerodynamics. If Apple was going to announce a car, um, I would imagine that it would look a lot like this vehicle. Like it is, it is very pretty. Uh, and it's very kind of Apple-esque in my opinion. Uh, we don't have any official information on this vehicle. We'll get that in July because now what car companies do is they give you a sneak peek, uh, sneak peek. And then like three to weeks or so later, they actually reveal the car, which I would just reveal the car. We don't need the sneak peeks. So 
but I'm sure their marketing department needs to justify their existence. So that's why we do that. Anyway, speaking of Hyundai, the Kia and Hyundai offices were raided in Germany based on suspicions of emissions fraud. The German authorities alleged that Kia and Hyundai illegally used hardware or software or both to defeat diesel emissions tests. According to the German authorities, over 210,000 vehicles were sold with this alleged hardware slash software. Oh, man, I hope that's not true. Come on, Hyundai and Kia. What's going on? Like Volkswagen got in trouble like eight years ago for this. Why are you doing it? You should know better. Like no excuse. You should uh, probably pay a higher penalty than they did if you're actually doing this because you know better. You you had an example and uh, the example was not to be followed, which was Volkswagen. But maybe they think that by doing this, they'll become a better EV company. I don't know because <laughs> that's what happened to Volkswagen too. Let's talk about NEO. NEO delivered over 200,000 vehicles in total for the entire life of the company, and they are expanding rapidly into different markets. So I'm sure the next 200, the 400,000 milestone, will be hit in a much less time. I don't, don't want to predict, but I'm guessing, you know, two or three years, we're going to hit 400,000, maybe sooner. And then in sad Neo news, this kind of sucks. Two people died when they were testing a Neo vehicle. According to the Washington Post, the vehicle was on the third floor of a Shanghai parking structure. Uh, the next details were not clear on because somehow the vehicle just kind of fell from the third floor. We don't know what was going on. We don't know if they were testing self-driving features. We don't know if they were testing some specific feature in, in the um in that parking garage, why were they were there? We, we just don't know. Unfortunately, they died, though. So that sucks. Uh, this happened over a week ago, and I checked today. We still don't have any additional information. As we learn more, I will keep you updated. Ford issued a recall on the F-150 Lightning. The tire pressure monitoring system, the TPMS, is uh, faulty. Basically, Ford states, this issue exists because the recommended tire uh, excuse me. Yeah, the recommended tire cold inflation pressure value in the body module, body control module was incorrectly set to 35 rather than 42. So this only affects vehicles with 20 inch and 22 inch wheels. Tom Malogny actually uh, picked up, I saw on Twitter, his F-150 Lightning today, and the dealership said, you know what, we can't give this to you because we need to have this uh, recall taken care of before we can give you the vehicle. And he was pretty sure that he was not going to get his vehicle until after the 4th because it's a software update, but it's a software update that has to go through the dealer, which is, uh, in my opinion, problematic. But there you go. If you have an F-150 Lightning and you have 20 or 22 inch wheels, monitor your tire pressure until you get your software update. Oh, and you know what? Speaking of F-150 Lightning, man, you, you should be listening to the SMR podcast because Chris Ashley has been going through some stuff with his. Like the car is great. This is just getting things installed for his charger. He has been, he's done a very good job of chronicling everything that he has had to go through to get uh, his charger installed and i don't want to i've been very fortunate to be on a telegram thread with him and we get updates pretty much every day if not every other day 
And I'm, I don't want to steal any of his thunder. So go listen to the SMR podcast and listen to, <laughs> to all the stuff that that poor guy's had to go through to this point. Uh, yeah. He, he's taken it very, he's taken it very well. Probably in some cases much better than I would, if I'm being honest with you. LG has thrown its hat in the EV charging ring. LG acquired Apple Mango, an EV charging magic. EV charger manufacturer. And I'm going to be honest, these chargers are very sexy. They look very sleek, very nice. In the press release, they showed off one of the fast chargers had a nice big screen on it and it was displaying what looked like advertising. <laughs> so, um, it's kind of funny. Uh, right there in the press release, N- not even going to hide it. I really hope that they come out with a level two charger for the home. I, I do not want it to have advertising and I don't want them to sell my information, which is probably what they'll do. But, you know, it's, it's a really nice looking charger. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. All right, that is it for our EV news. Let's go ahead and jump into our Tesla news here. First up, Tesla has launched a partnership with PG&E, which is an electrical company, utility company in California, that will pay Powerwall owners to help stabilize the grid and limit or eliminate 
brownouts. So the plan is called the Virtual Power Plant, or VPP. How it works is the power wall owners voluntarily sign up to donate some of the power from their battery pack to the grid. This reduces the reliance on beaker plants, which are these plants that only fire up if the grid's under a lot of strain, but they run on fossil fuels, so that's kind of problematic. So uh, the peaker plants, plants, they prop up the grid. The The plan here is the power walls will do that same thing without needing to turn the peaker plants on as often or at all. So if you volunteer, you will be rewarded with the knowledge that you're doing your part. And there's also a monitor, monetary reward as well. During an event, you will be paid $2 per kilowatt hour you add to the grid. So this equates to anywhere between $10 and $60 per event, depending on how big your power wall system is and how much you decide to let them take from your battery. So you can say, you can take two kilowatt hours from my battery. And they can say, cool, here's $2 or $4. Or you can give them more. It's up to you. Utilities in Europe have been doing this for quite some time now, so I'm glad that, and I think in like Vermont, there was a company that was doing this as well, so I'm glad it's making its way to the West Coast. Tesla has paused deliveries of the Model Y in Berlin because of a motor issue. Electric says, based on what they've seen and are hearing, the issue is only affecting the Model Y performance. Tesla hasn't confirmed anything, but I will keep you posted as we get more information. Since the last time we chatted, Tesla has raised prices on most, if not all, of their vehicles. And I think you're all aware of how I feel when they do this. It's very frustrating. Um, and, and it's frequent enough that they raise prices that I just don't really check on vehicle prices anymore <laughs> to see if there's any changes. Because I just assume in a couple of weeks there's going to be another price hike of $2,500. Because that's what it always seems to be. It's, it's like $2,500 unless you're a Model S or a Model X. Uh, buyer and then it's five thousand dollars um yeah this concerns me for a lot of reasons the model three and the model y were supposed to be tesla's affordable models and we can safely assume that they are not and because it's all about me we're going to talk about the cyber truck one nice thing i mean i have a little nice little bit of news out of this story is Elon has said that pencils are down on the design of the Cybertruck and everything is locked. So that's great. I'm super stoked about that. But here's where my concern is, and this is where it becomes all about me. Here's where I'm concerned is I I may not be able to afford a Cybertruck when it comes out. I realize that I have a I'm looking at it right now. I have a reservation for a dual motor all-wheel drive with full self-driving capability. $50,000 or $49,900 for the truck. $7,000 for the uh, full self-driving. It's a lot of money. And with taxes and everything, we're looking at sixty grand, right? My concern is, is Tesla's going to decide we're not going to make the single motor or the dual motor. We're only going to make the tri-motor or the quad motor. That's a real concern. Uh, the other concern I have is that they're just going to say, hey, you know what? You have a reservation. We'll honor the $7,000 uh, full self-driving, but you're kind of on your own on on the price because the price has gone up now and you need to pay more or just not get the truck. So these these are real concerns that I'm having. So I was at the doctor's office the other day, and if you've been to the doctor's office recently, you know you got to wait. So I did some math. Here's what I did is I 
took the price of the Model 3 and Model Y in November of 2019, and I compared it to June 2022. And here's what I found. Let me pull up my spreadsheet here. So um, roughly from November to November 2019 to current uh, June 2022, the Model 3 was roughly raised about 17%, has increased in price about 17%. The Model 3 performance was actually a modest 10%. The Model Y long range and the Model Y performance saw quite a quite a difference in uh, uh, percentage of increase. So the Model Y long range got an increase, increase of 23.71%, which is hefty. The Model Y Pro had an increase of 13.72%. But here's what I didn't want to do is I didn't want to do the math for all of these percentages. So I just averaged them out. They averaged to 16.52%. So if the Cybertruck which originally started at $49,900. If it went up by 16.52%, that would be $58,143. Or if I added full self-driving to that, which is $7,000 for me, it would be $65,143 with tax. We're looking at over 70 grand. So that's pretty high. So I was like, you know what? Let's go ahead. 10%, the Model 3 performance went up by 10%. So let's just see a... Tesla adds 10% to the price of the Cybertruck. Well, that would now make it $54,890, which is not great, but might be able to do something with that. With full self-driving, it makes it $61,890, which I'm probably, that's, that's, that's getting into the range where I'm, I'm already in the range where I don't, I'm not comfortable. That's in the range where I'm probably not going to be able to afford that car. Okay. And then I, if I did the 10%, which is the lowest that the vehicles were increased, I'm going to do the highest as well. So that's 23.71%. So the cyber truck at 23.71% increase would be $61,731 with full self-driving. That's $68,731. That's definitely out of my price range. And I don't know, like, I really feel strongly that Tesla isn't going to increase the price of the truck. Um, I don't think they're going to do that, but I also feel almost as strong, if not as strong that they're just going to say, you know, we're not going to do the dual motor. I definitely don't think they're doing the single motor, but I think they're just going to say, we're not going to do the dual motor. We're just going to do the tri-motor and, and the quad motor. Cause that's going to make us more money. And you know what? I can't hate on them for that, but it's also, you know, frustrating. Um, but, you know, I, I might be pleasantly surprised. So, and maybe they'll offer the dual motor for a very short amount of time before they decide they don't want to deal with it anymore. And I'll be able to get mine when they do that. Who knows? Tesla has relaunched Enhanced Autopilot. So basically, they took Navigate on Autopilot, Auto Launch, uh, Lane Change, Auto Park Summon and Smart Summon. They package that up into into enhanced autopilot and they're charging $6,000 for it, which I think is great. Now, in terms of full self-driving, that's still $12,000. So what do you get for $12,000, an extra $6,000? Well, you get everything you would get with autopilot and then you get everything you would get with enhanced autopilot. The two things you're not going to get is traffic light 
and uh, traffic light and stop control, which actually is a pretty cool feature, but I don't think it's worth an extra $6,000. And presumably, you'll get full self-driving whenever (laughs) they decide that that's done and ready to come out. Uh, So I've got things to say on this. Uh, I've been complaining about the f- price of full self-driving forever. And even for what they're offering uh, enhanced autopilot for, I think that's probably more of a $4,000 option, not a $6,000 option. I think it's a little high still. Um, just saying. Uh, the, the, the things that they are giving us for $6,000, other auto manufacturers are figuring this stuff out, and they're giving a lot of it for free. And when they do charge for it, they're not charging nearly as much, which is, you know, probably because Tesla is charging a lot. So they're going to they're going to undercut Tesla because they're kind of behind on electric vehicles. Um, so, yeah, so I think it's overpriced. I think twelve thousand dollars is a stupid amount of money on something that you may or may not get to use during the time you own the car. The take rate for four, full self-driving must be so low because if it was super high, they would not feel the need to spin out enhanced autopilot. So I found a 2021 survey um, of 17,000 people. It was performed by Twitter user Troy Teslike, at Troy Teslike on Twitter. This is not scientific, but this Twitter user, Troy Teslike, he has a lot of data stuff on his page. He's very data driven, data centric on his, uh, on, on his Twitter account. So I think it's a good bellwether. It's not scientific. I wouldn't, I wouldn't go bragging to your friends about this or trying to use it in an argument. This is just informational only. So here's the take rate based off the salary here uh, survey. Here's the take rate of full self-driving from 2016 to current. All right. So Q4 2016, which I think was when hardware two was released. Um, it could have announced in, uh, announced in Q3 and re- released in Q4. I can't quite remember. It's been a while ago. But the take rate at that time was 12%, according to this survey. This stayed flat until Q3 2018, when the take rate jumped a little bit to 22%, and then it kind of went up and down just a little bit here and there. And in Q2 2019, it jumped 46%, which was its peak. And I can only assume that it increased the take rate was increased by so much because everyone is excited that they were able to get their model threes and model Ys, and they'd been hearing about full self-driving, but they hadn't experienced it. So they thought they were going to get something and then they got it and they showed it off to their friends and it wasn't quite what they wanted or wasn't quite what they expected. I should say, because the take rate of full self-driving after that steadily declines until Q2 2021, where the survey was done, when the survey was done, and it settled at 11%. Now, at the moment, I don't know what that number would be. And again, this is nothing official. Tesla doesn't talk about this, but I don't know why last year around this time, Tesla offered up the $200 subscription, which I don't think a lot of people are, are taking, um, when it came out, I saw a lot of people online, especially on Twitter, who were like, ooh, this is interesting. I, I might try this. And then I haven't heard much about it since. So 
Uh, they offered the subscription and now they're rolling out enhanced autopilot. I honestly think they need to drop the price back down to $5,000 or raise the price of every Tesla because I don't have a problem doing that buy $5,000 and just sell it with every vehicle. So it's a no brainer. You buy a Tesla, you get full self-driving. And if it doesn't come to fruition, you didn't pay extra money for it. You just paid what the car was worth. Because right now you're paying extra money, $12,000 extra. <laughs> and we're on hardware three and we're not there yet. And hardware four will come out next year with the Cybertruck. So everybody who owns a Tesla right now with hardware three you're going to have a very good product when Tesla figures it out, but you're not going to have full self-driving because they're already on hardware four. Like I, I still believe Tesla is going to support the hardware three and continue making it better, but hardware four is on its way. Like we we're going to hear from uh, Tesla in September at Tesla AI day. And I would be surprised if we did not hear more about hardware four during that time. Be surprised also if we didn't hear more about the Cybertruck during that time. So, all right. I get excited. Sorry. I'm excited. All right. These next two stories are, they're not bad. Um, they're just life and I don't know. They do leave a bad taste in my mouth. So let's go ahead and jump into it. Before I went on vacation, we talked about layoffs at Tesla. It's been in the news quite a bit. Elon said that everyone that's working at home needs to come into their assigned offices. Um, and if they don't, Tesla will assume that they quit their jobs. Um, he also mentioned that there's going to be layoffs. Tesla's going to lay off 10% of the company. Well, now we've learned that Tesla has laid off 200 employees or nearly 200 employees on the autopilot team in San Mateo and they also, California, and they also shut down the San Mateo office where these folks worked. Tesla laid off supervisors, labelers, and data analysts. Uh, most of the people who were laid off were labelers and the labor, labelers were responsible for determining if the AI correctly identified an object or not. Right now, it looks like Tesla has 81 workers remaining and looks like those folks are going to have to relocate to the Buffalo office. So I guess there's a, a autopilot team in New York City, autopilot team in Buffalo, and there was an autopilot team in San Mateo. So the remaining workers, it looks like they're going to be relocated to Buffalo, which sucks because if you don't want to go to Buffalo, and you liked living in San Mateo, you got a tough decision to make. And it also sucks for everybody who lost their job. So I really like to hope that in a big organization like Tesla, they tried to find these folks jobs within the company instead of just laying them off. Cause I'm sure, like I understand they're reducing the workforce, but I'm sure some of these folks would be good in other departments you're trying to grow. So anyway, that sucks. And similar sucky news. <laughs> I, you know, I started this off by saying it wasn't bad, but it is what it is, but it sucks. This all sucks. Here's similar sucking news. Here, this is an email that was leaked uh, from a Tesla employee. Here's how the email reads. This is an automatic notification. You are receiving this email because there is no record of you using your badge to enter a Tesla facility on at least 16 days over a 30-day period, ending on June 28th. As a reminder, all employees are expected to be back in the office full-time. We realize that there are various reasons why you may not have badged in, including illness, vacation, or traveling for business. Whatever the case, please clear the reason for your absence with your manager by email with a copy also sent to absence at tesla.com. 
I, I've worked in places where you got like a demerit if you took a sick day and you could only get a certain amount of demerits within a time period before they would fire you, which I think is dumb. Like there's lots of things going on in a, in a person's life. If you have somebody abusing their sick time, then you need to address it with that person. I'm pretty sure that highly motivated people, like the ones that are probably working in these Tesla offices, do not want to be micromanaged. And if there's somebody abusing their sick time, then you should absolutely call them on the carpet for it. But to send out an automatic email without regard for why this person might be out, maybe this person is on maternity or paternity leave. This is just adding stress to your employee. And I wouldn't be surprised if a couple of people just quit over this kind of stuff. High functioning people that don't appreciate this kind of behavioral. And I wouldn't blame them if people just started quitting for this very reason. And maybe that's what Tesla wants. Maybe they just want to irritate you until you quit so they don't have to pay severance and all that stuff. I don't know in Cobra, but man, like if you're out for one of these reasons, usually like I know people who have unlimited sick time or PTO time, they have unlimited PTO time. They can do whatever they want with their PTO time. And they still let their boss know because they're professional that they're going to be taking X, Y, or Z day off. And they also make sure with their team, Hey, is this going to cause problems? What do I need to get done before I take this time off? Like unlimited PTO is not really unlimited PTO because you have all of this pressure from the people that you work with to make sure that you have your portion of the job done before you leave and tucked in. And I'm sure not everybody's like that, but the people I know who have unlimited PTO are like that. So whatever Tesla's doing here, it just feels obtrusive. Like if you have a problem with somebody, take care of it with them. If you think you're having with a bunch of, a problem with a bunch of people en masse, well, then the problem might be with you and not with your employees. Moving on to our final story, and quite frankly, a happier story. We are going to talk about the Tesla wildland fire. Now, Patrick C. on Twitter pointed this out to me earlier this week, and the headline read... KRON News, they had a headline that said, Tesla fire expands 552 acres. The fire was caused by a car crash, but the car wasn't a Tesla. So initially, my reaction was one of indignation. I was like, the heck is this? Like, why? Why are they calling this the Tesla fire when no Teslas were involved? And as far as I know, it's not anywhere near the Tesla factory. Um, so I was like, man, this sucks. What, what, what's going on here? This is like clickbait sensationalism. This has nothing to do with Tesla. Like I started in my head defending Tesla and then I read the article and then I realized that my job is literally being a firefighter. I'm like, hold on. You know how this works. Like this is your job. This isn't the KRON news. They're not creating the name Tesla fire. The road the fire happened to be next to was on Tesla Road. So it has nothing to do with Tesla, the car company. It has nothing to do with Tesla, the factory. It just happened to be on Tesla Road. So when a fire engine arrives on scene for a wildland fire, or let's say it's a structure fire, for instance, because they don't run very many wildland fires where I work, run a few, but it's not like they're never really that big. They're usually over within a day or two. But um, let's just say... There's a fire at McDonald's, right? So the first arriving 
officer, which is usually an engine, the first arriving officer is going to give you an on-scene report. On-scene reports are just basically telling the crews and the other trucks that are responding to the same fire that you are, what you have. So, in the instance of a McDonald's, an on-scene report would sound something like, engine one is on scene of a working fire at a McDonald's. We're laying a line, taking engine three-quarter for search rescue fire attack. We're in the offensive strategy. Engine one will be ba-da-ba-ba-ba command. So that ba-da-ba-ba-ba can be anything. I can say McDonald's command. If it's on, you know, kilowatt street, I can say kilowatt command. If it's on first avenue, I can say we're first avenue command. So the the first driving officer you will usually give that on-scene report, and then they name the fire, whatever it happens to be. If it's a store like McDonald's or Walmart or Lowe's or Home Depot, we say the name of the store typically because everybody knows more or less what a McDonald's looks like on the inside. Everybody knows more or less what a Lowe's looks like on the inside. So uh, that's just kind of how we name um Fires. So if you were a, uh, an engine captain and you arrived on a fire on Tesla Road, you're not going to think, oh, I'm going to be clever here in most cases. Sometimes we're clever and try to be funny, but you're not going to think in most cases, oh, I'm going to call this Tesla Road because Tesla, the car company, is an electric car company and they get in trouble or they, they take a lot of heat for their cars catching on fire. So I'm going to go ahead and, and one up them and just go ahead and call this Tesla fire. No, they're, they're, on Tesla Road, so that's what they call it. They just call it Tesla Command, and that becomes the Tesla Fire. Now, does that happen in every case? I don't know. It happens where I work. I can't tell you if it happens in every case, but we work under a similar command system that the federal government does, if not the exact same system in some areas. So it would make sense to me that whoever was first on scene called this the Tesla Command. And it became the Tesla fire. It's kind of how that works. And, and hopefully that gives you a clear, um, or at least some clarity on how those fires get named. And again, like um, I work in a very small part of the United States. They might be different on the East Coast, might be different in Northern Arizona. But as a general rule, that's how fires get named in the places that I've worked. And I've worked in one, two, three, four different states. All right, everybody, that is it for me. I want to thank you all so much for listening. I feel feel like I was really blabby on this episode, uh, trying to get back into this swing of things and being able to explain something that's simple without making myself sound dumb. So I appreciate you listening to the end. Uh, it means a lot to me. If you have any questions, you can email me. It's Bodie, B-O-D-I-E at 918digital.com. You can also find me on Twitter at 918digital. Hope you all have a wonderful day and I will talk to you next week. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 